Glad that you're here this morning with us uh, physically, online. It's great to have you here this morning as we finish off our series called Community and how critical it is for us to be together. We're better together. I want to start out by asking you this question. What is the biggest franchise in the world? What's the biggest franchise in the world? Is it A, Burger King? Is it B, the Marriott Company? Is it C, McDonald's? Or is it D, Kentucky Fried Chicken? Now, I know we're getting close to lunch, so I'm, I'm teasing you there a little bit uh, with the food options and that. But what's the biggest franchise in the world? What do you think it is? McDonald's. C, McDonald's. Matter of fact, McDonald's has 37,855 different stores, restaurants, whatever you want to refer them as, they franchise franchise in the world. Now, the idea of a franchise is this, is that the franchisee gains the use of the trademark, they gain the use of the systems of how the business is run, they gain the use of the ongoing knowledge of the franchisor, and they also gain the ability, the rights, to sell the product or the services of that business. So, for instance, McDonald's. They can sell the McDonald hamburger or the fries, right? A franchisee goes to a franchisor and says this, I want to look exactly like you. I want to look exactly like you when it comes to business. A franchise is a picture to us here this morning of a idea of Christian discipleship. A franchise is a picture to us of Christian discipleship. One McDonald looks exactly like another McDonald. A Starbucks looks like another Starbucks. When you walk into Kohl's here, the department store, and you go down to the Kohl's in Blaine, they look the same. They have the same product, the same styles, the same mood, the same smells, whatever it might be, the same structure. That is this picture of a franchise, but it's a picture to us of Christian discipleship. The goal of discipleship is to reproduce Jesus in other people. Matter of fact, the word Christian means like Christ or little Christ. Now, whether you believe it or not, or whether you like it or not, parents out there this morning, you're a franchiser. You're a, fran you're a franchiser. You are franchising your kids. They are growing up to look like you, talk like you, act like you, think like you. Now, I know us older adults, we always said when we were younger, I'm never going to look like my parents. I'm never going to act like my parents. Well, how's that going for you? Right? Really? I mean, I get together with my eight older brothers and sisters and that, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, dad said that all the time. That is so dad. It is not. It is not. I'm not dad. I'm not dad. You know, and we're trying to defend ourselves, right? I love the, uh, the today the, the progressive insurance commercials with Dr. Rick. 
you know, I don't know if you've seen those, but Dr. Rick goes out to these homes and he's trying to help, you know, grown adults not act like their parents. And I love the, the commercial where he's in this house and I don't know the gal's name, but maybe it's Susie or whatever. And, and he, he's by her couch and he, he says, Susie, no, there's really room on the couch to sit. You can really use the couch. You can sit on the couch, really. And that, well, the reason that she's not using it because there's 53 pillows on it. There's no room for anybody to sit on it. So Dr. Rick, you know, gently takes these pillows off the couch and says, look at Susie, look at all the room. You can actually sit on a couch. You know, and he's, he's trying to instruct her in that. Why? Because we become like our parents in some things. But it's this picture, though, of Christian discipleship. We are to reproduce Jesus in others. And whether you like it or not, parents, you're doing it in your kids. You know, my, my daughter lives with two other friends down towards the cities in a townhome, and they have a double garage. And in the dead of winter, and that, and since they've started living there, she does not park in the garage. And I'm like, honey, why don't you talk to your roommates and get this like rotation of who parks in the garage and then who parks outside and who parks in the garage? I mean, you're paying the same amount of rent as they are. And she's like, Dad, well, you would give him the garage. <laughs> All right, you know, she's just doing what she thinks her dad would do. And what could I say, right? But that is the picture of discipleship. So beyond McDonald's, do you know what franchise is 10 times greater than McDonald's? It's the church. It's the church. In the United States alone, there are 483,000 evangelical churches just in the United States. 37,000 plus McDonald's worldwide, but just in the United States, 483,000 evangelical churches, which gives us this picture of franchise, the idea of franchise. So after Jesus took on the challenge of overcoming death, providing forgiveness for our sin, which allowed us to step back into a relationship with our heavenly father, he then, before ascending into heaven, gathered his 11 disciples on a mountainside in Galilee, and he gave them this franchise charge that we read in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, a very familiar passage of scripture to the church. But I want you, as I go through it, to look at it now from the view of a franchise, a franchisor wanting to set up franchisees to reproduce, right? So Jesus says, then he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's saying, listen, I started the franchise. I own the franchise. So now I give you authority to duplicate it. You can duplicate it. Nobody goes out and just starts a McDonald's. They have to have the authority to start a McDonald's. They got to sign something. He goes on, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go franchise followers. People who think like me, people who act like me, people who love their neighbor like I love my neighbor, Jesus is saying. 
Then he gives them the system to use. He says, go baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. That's what a franchisor does with a franchisee. They teach them everything that they know. Here's the system. Here's what you do. And that's what Jesus is doing. And then he concludes and he says, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. As a franchise or Jesus is saying, hey, I am going to give you this ongoing support. That's what a franchise or does with a franchisee. I mean, you can call up McDonald's, the guy that started and said, hey, am I supposed to flip the burger three times or four? I can't remember. They have this ongoing support. Why? So it ends up looking exactly like a McDonald's or a Starbucks or a Kohl's or whatever it might be. And that is the picture of Christian discipleship that we are reproducing Jesus's. So what we just read and talked about in Matthew 28 is referred to as the Great Commission, or we could call it the Great Franchise. When you commission or you franchise someone, you give them instructions, you give them a command, and you give them the duty, the charge to go out and reproduce. Jesus does that in Matthew 28. So why is the Great Commission or the Great Franchise so great? Why should we pay attention to this? It's so great because there's, first of all, a great cost to it. There's an incredible cost to it. Jesus gave his life for you and for me. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, Jesus, who knew no sin, zero sin, became sin for us. So at age 18, I decided to follow Jesus as my Savior and Lord. When I decided to do that, Jesus said, Bill, move over, because now I am going to take your spot, and I'm taking your sin. And I paid for it. I'm taking the cost of your sin. Paid for it. Why is the Great Commission, Great Franchise so great? Because there's a great cost to it. Jesus gave his life literally for you and for me. And it's the Great Commission, the Great Franchise, because secondly, it's a great cure. There's a great cure to it. We are forgiven of our sin. When we decide to follow Jesus as Savior and Lord, there is a transfer of our address. Did you know that? When we decide to follow Jesus as Savior and Lord, you have a transfer of your address from hell now to heaven. At age 18, when I acknowledged Jesus as my Savior and Lord, my sins were forgiven and my address in hell was now transferred and my address is now in heaven for eternity. That's my destination right there. It's very clear in the Bible, John 5, 24. Very truly, I tell you. So this is serious. Jesus just isn't saying, ah, listen, if you want to, ah, no big deal. No, he doesn't even just 
use the, the little phrase, truly I tell you. No, he says, hey, very truly I tell you. He, it's emphatic. He's like, hey, listen up. This is important. You'll want to hear it. He says, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but have crossed over from death, hell, to life, eternal life. Did you, did you hear that address change? At age 18, I had an address change from hell now to heaven for eternity. The Great Commission is the great franchise, and it's great. Why? Because there's a great cost to it, but there's this great cure to it. We have a new address for eternity. And out of the great cure, a reality is it has created a great community from it called the church, where we take care of one another. In Acts 2.44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Meaning, hey, I don't own it. What I own, you own. What you need, you can take it from me and use it, or I'm going to just give it up. Whatever it is. And Pastor John earlier talked about that and his brother James, who is on hospice and dying of cancer and how his small group of guys are showing up with Krispy Kremes. Man, what a way to go. I hope that happens when I'm done. Man, I got to tell my kids, put it in the will, something. Hey, bring the Krispy Kremes. May have to go way south to New Mexico, but hey, you know. But that's such a picture of the Great Commission, the Great Franchise. That's what Jesus is saying. Hey, reproduce this kind of community where you care for one another regardless, right? And why is it the Great Commission, the Great Franchise, lastly? Because a great crisis. There's a great crisis for the Great Commission, the Great Franchise. People need to know Jesus and salvation in him and life transformation. We get this picture, Isaiah 53, 6. Here's the picture of our world today. We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us to our own way. Hey, I'm calling my own shots. I'm my own God. I'm going to define what's right in my life, right for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. And where has it gotten us? It's a mess. It's a mess. People, we and people, need a savior. We've been trying to save ourselves. It's not working. It's not working. That's why at the end of the verse, it says, and the Lord laid upon him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all, our sin, our wrongdoing. Why? So that hopefully we would acknowledge Jesus as our savior. We'd get right with God and that we would start to look like Jesus more than like ourselves every day. And in that, our world around us would be transformed, would be transformed. This is why the Apostle Paul was commissioning or franchising his understudy or his disciple called Timothy and why he writes to him in 2 Timothy 
to, to this. He says, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Meaning, hey, this has been confirmed as truth. Okay? Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Did you get that franchisor, franchisee language? Hey, the Apostle Paul, I'm giving you, Timothy, this information, and you're going to become more and more like Jesus, but then you take this information and give it to reliable men who will then go and give it to other reliable men, and we are going to have Jesuses all over this place. This franchisor language, franchisee picture. I'm literally standing before you today because of a franchisor in my life. 41 years ago, 41 years ago, you know, 40, 41 years ago, age 18, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. Dave Walton, a friend of mine, Tonerman, the football coach's house. And I decided to follow Jesus that night. After that, Steve Sonderman, the football coach, said, Bill, I want you to get together with other guys, meet at my house, and I want to teach you about Jesus. And I have this book. It's the first book I ever received that talked about God or Scripture. Never read the Bible before that. And the first page in the book has the list of the small group, the guys I got together and the guys that Steve Sonderman poured into. His name is on the top, then Greg Hutter, their phone numbers. Then it says Bill Berg right there, 786-1349. That was my phone number way back in high school, 41 years ago. Rotary phone. No, that's kind of thing. Rob Bergenthal, middle linebacker. Rick Danning, he was the wideout. Tim Peer, Dave Tice, Dave Walton. Steve Sonderman invested in us and then said, now listen, I want you to go out and invest in others. And that has been my call ever since. And through Steve Sonderman, I know there's tens of thousands of people, honestly, that are following Jesus because this guy was amazing. And that's a picture of the Great Commission, the Great Franchise. So ultimately, we are commissioned to start, franchise, more communities of those who follow Jesus. And that's why here at New Hope Community Church, our vision is this, to see, to see East Central Minnesota and beyond filled with the presence of Jesus. We want more Jesuses all over this place. But how do we get there? It's through our mission to develop passionate followers of Jesus. We have to reproduce ourselves. We have to reproduce more Jesuses. And that's the desire. That is the goal. We do this by franchising our lives, by the Great Commission, by doing what Jesus called us to do and go make disciples. Teach them everything we know. And he says, hey, I will be with you in that. And so my challenge to you this morning, New Hope, is this. Give spiritual birth to yourself. Reproduce yourself. If you have kids, yes, you have that legacy. But a legacy that will live on for eternity is the legacy of spiritual reproduction, giving birth to others, teaching others about Jesus, and then they go teach others.
And you all are equipped to do it because Jesus told us he equipped us to do it. So we don't have an out. He calls us to be franchisees. And he's the ultimate franchisor. And so I want to give you a simple picture of this, of two guys. And there's a variety of these relationships around New Hope. But two guys that get together for coffee and they're in a spiritual friendship and they go just going through the 52 uh, stories of the Bible. And I want to give a picture of this from Eric and Bronson and their relationship. But before you leave today, fill out that card and commit to a spiritual friendship, a group, and let's be franchisees for the kingdom of God.